from Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, 19th. I'm question a psychopath. here i'm sweaty a little bit i'm glossy from walking one of those weird like end of the world temperatures where it's cool there's a breeze but then when you move in the breeze you fucking leak like a goddamn rotisserie chicken but we're here this is keith pazel we're going to be watching a little tv talking about the world and shit making fun of stuff you know how it is welcome in we got james bailey in the chat hopefully we have some more people coming on here um we got a little bit of this. It says it's the Honeymooners, but we got a little weird fucking 1960s shit going on on TV. Is this the Jackie Gleason show? This is really all you needed to do in the 50s. Oh, this is some... It's a woman pretending to be a mustached man. That's really all you needed to do for entertainment. You didn't need good jokes. It was just like, let's dress a broad up like a guy and have her fucking flick on a, on a uke. Well, an actual hot woman dances. You know someone said broad or honey. Those are two girls that get called hun on a daily basis right there. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about, though, as they as they rush off the stage. All right, there. That host was backstage drinking absinthe. Let's see what he has to say. Kind of makes you want to go back to Hawaii, doesn't it? Uh, if that's how they all look down there, but in reality, it's just a bunch of Asian guys. I, you know, that's what she said. Um, yes, I did get over COVID. James Bailey asks, I got over COVID. I got a lot of stuff to talk about here. There's been a delay. Um, it's really not, and I don't even want to blame COVID for the delay. I was freaking out, like I always do. I freak out when when technological things go wrong. And there was a situation where I've had uh, problems with both computers. Um, Let me get the remote. I got a problem with that first. But yeah, I am over COVID. It's just the regular weed cough now. I coughed the other day and I was just like, that's the regular one. That's, That's the good stuff right there. Um... But yeah, so I was freaking out. So I had this thing going on with the bomb computer over here. This one, this is the one I torrent on. I do all of the just, you know, hard work. I beat the shit out of this computer. It's my little Toyota Camry, my 1987 Toyota Camry that I just fucking go to town on. And for a little bit, for a day or two, it was saying it was connected to the Internet, but it wasn't connecting to the Internet. 
It's the most frustrating issue. You got to go. So I just reset the network. Boom, bada, boom. It worked fine. Then two days later, yeah, it is the Jackie Gleason show. So this isn't just Honeymooners because Honeymooners was a sketch on the Jackie Gleason show. It started out like the Simpsons, how the Simpsons was a sketch on the Tracy Allman show. That's how the Honeymooners was. The blindfold. The blindfold. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to blindfold it, Swami. <laughs> Can you see anything, old Swami? I can see nothing, old wonderful. Oh, I'm going to tell it. Except the hand waving in front of my face. Got to make Jackie Gleason jokes before we fucking. That guy looks like all my uncles, Jackie Gleason. I think that's why they like him because they're like, Jackie Gleason's the perfect example of like, I could have done it. Um, so yeah, so this computer was all fucked up. And then it jumped to this computer. It was saying it was fucking connected to the internet. It wasn't. So we're doing all sorts of things. Larry hops on. She fucking flushes the DNS. She's, she's better with running through steps of how to fix things without wanting to fucking punch a hole through the computer. So she just gets up and kicks me out of the way right away. Two days go by. We can't figure out what the fuck is going on. It ends up being I put my internet kill switch on on my VPN, which makes the internet go away. Um, uh, it makes the internet go away whenever you turn your VPN off. And I don't even know when I turned that on. Like she was fucking with it and it still wasn't working. So I think I was messing with my VPN settings, but either way I contemplated ending the podcast just because I had a setting wrong. Um, and that's why it was two days later, but here we are. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we got, uh, I sort of some swami like shit. I called it Quinta Brunson. Uh, got served a copyright notice for Abbott Elementary. Let's fucking go to that. Well, I don't know. I won't keep the TV on. We'll keep Gleason. Let's flip around. But yeah, that was the thing. I got over COVID. Um, but yeah, so they're alleging uh, it was a, it's just a copyright suit. Like, I don't think it's going to be any sort of loss of show, but it does come on the heels, and that's when you know these things are calculated. This fucking white bitch is so sore that her pilot got stolen so there's this i think her name is christine davis uh let's go to the article the specific article so i can read things for you um okay court documents yeah her name is christine davis and she insists the premise of the show was taken from her script this school year and is now suing the abc network reportedly the court document state davis is asserting the script she wrote for this school's year in 2018, previously registered with copyright in early 2020, Davis met with Blue Parks producers Siobhan Sullivan Wright and Chersey Parks in June and July of that year to discuss her script. Now, I wonder if this is the same people. Um, yeah, I do VPN. I mean, I download torrents. I'm reading the. I'm sorry if I this seems scattered for new listeners. I'm fucking reading the chat. James Bailey's the president of the chat. If you want to fucking jump in there you got to deal with him but yeah i do vpn because i do very illegal things on the internet and i want to block it put on a little fucking family guy put on a little league tv while we talk about quinta brunson not necessarily her but i i do want to um so siobhan sullivan right in chersey parks met with this christine uh davis talked about her her script neither of which had a hand in abbott elementary um, took this school year to Hulu and only months later filming began on Brunson's show. The claimant is asking for damages and unspecif- of an unspecified amount. 
millions. I want five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, am I not on live TV? Is Family Guy not on? Can I not watch it? I was asked to star in a porno once, yeah, but I couldn't. Making fun of Joan Rivers. Um, so yeah. So this is, and this isn't even the person I was talking about. The person I know was complaining about submitting a pilot to the production people and specific jokes from his pilot about uh, a school workplace thing in Chicago that they use specific jokes. So her Davis's thing was about a young idealistic teacher hoping to get tenure, but also trying to convince everyone that the school needs to be reformed. Now her concept actually ended up being a little cool. Let me uh, read the end of this. Um, so in her thing, Davis says the principal hires a crew to film a documentary of the school and is blissfully unaware that her staff and students have their own agenda. So it kind of goes rogue. Um, so yeah, I highly doubt anything like she ain't going to like lose the show or anything, but it is interesting that this comes out, uh, on the heels of it getting nominated for seven Emmys. Um, but you know, I'm feeling a little bit of pride here cause I did accuse the show of stealing, but this happens all the time. Like my theory on this isn't, it isn't even like, I don't even know if they think they're being sinister. I just think these companies get so many pilots that there's individual reasons of why certain stuff can't go. Like even like Christine Davis, let me even Google this Christine Davis cause I don't want to make assumptions. I typed that horribly. Okay, film producer. So this is a white person, I believe. All right. Okay, yeah, here we go. This is what this person looks like here. We'll go to this. Give you a little peek of Christine Davis, the woman doing the accusing. Oh, no, this is Kristen Davis. I want Christine. Oh, no, they're just even on the face of this. This is how much they didn't want this girl's script. Even when you Google her suing Abbott Elementary, they throw Brunson up front. So who knows what this girl looks like? But Christine Davis sounds like a pretty white name. So I'm thinking they were like, look, we got enough white shows like we don't want this to be exactly like Parks and Rec. So it's a good idea. Um, and then they probably had my friend's script, which is more of about like inner city, you know, city of Chicago type of shit. So they were probably like, you know, this could be, this is a little more what we're looking for, but this script's a little edgy, um, but we'll go with this focus. So they probably took all of that formula and then Quinta Brunson was coming up on the heels as like the chosen next Hollywood person. So they probably went to her and they were like, oh, let's, you know, we have, we've been trying to do a school workplace type sitcom. And she was probably like, oh, you know, I had a favorite teacher. Oh, perfect. We'll give you a co-creator credit. It was probably more like that. Uh, but this happens all the time when people submit pilots and scripts like they're if they reject it, but you get it to an actual executive or a producer, they probably are going to steal it or at least, you know, note the concept. Um, and even if you read fine print of like when you submit stuff, they usually there usually is some sinister fine print of like, you know, once our eyes hit it, we do kind of own it. So you do got to watch. That's why you just do it indie, baby. Just put it on YouTube. So who knows what will fall from that? 
Um, but I think the big stuff was Vince McMahon. We had a lot of, uh, so Vince McMahon retired, uh, from WWE and put a, some Vince McMahon fucking 2000s. Uh, oh, it just went Vince two two Vince two hundreds. Jesus. What am I? A stroke victim? Here we go. Well, Vince McMahon with Trish Stratus. So Vince McMahon got caught doing a little hanky-panky, paying off people for affairs um, to shut him up. And then he was doing his this whole tour of like, I'm going to be around forever. But earlier this week, he puts just out a random tweet. I'm 77. I'm retiring. Um, big ripples in WWE, but my main focus of this is let's enjoy the past. Let's enjoy what Vince McMahon has given us in the past. And even watching through this, it'll, it's, it's a wonder. Like you can even, you can watch these allegations play out in WWE creative. Cause once the company goes public, he kind of loses his fucking mind. And it goes from him just being like the nice little announcer with kind of an abrasive voice. And then after the Bret Hart thing, he really gets going on television and then he starts, you know, wrestling with Stone Cold, getting a little more verbal, wrestling more, getting more jacked up. He got back on the gas, not as big as he was in the early 90s. Um, also, something Bailey, president of the chat, pointed out, he retired the day, like, you know, whatever, 20 years later. But it was the same day that he got uh, found not guilty in the steroid trial, which was, could have been. It's insane that this is what. Um, it kind of put the kibosh on him, uh, which I guess socially it's a bigger thing, kind of the sexual misconduct in the workplace type of thing, paying off. That's kind of a no-no. He used company money apparently, which is a big no-no. Um, but the steroid thing was an actual like federal government thing. He could have got decades in like prison, prison, like grind rich people in the ass prison, 15 million in hush money. That's what it was. Um, and they're going back and forth on whether it was like legit company money. They announced that it was company money, but then WWE put out a weird statement of like, no, that was just an incorrect statement. But in the 2000s, Vince McMahon, that's the genetic jackhammer era where he goes out. He's compliment. He's, you know, he's getting Stephanie gets a tit job. Uh, it's the f beginning of the kind of divas era, but they weren't called divas, but it was when they were just straight up sex symbols, Trish Stratus, Lita and Edge fucking on Monday Night Raw. Look at that. This is like major WWE storylines. That's how like an angle popped off. You had Stephanie just dousing fucking and it had to be milk. Like it's a white substance. It's not just fucking they were like, it can't just be water. It's gotta be coffee with a lot of cream. Oh no. You know how WWE executives just have glasses of milk backstage that they fucking sip on? Here comes the boss. Here comes daddy. Wait just a minute. Undress and listen to me. You think this is how he role played with his fucking, with his paralegals? Act your age and knock on my door in 10 minutes. Calm down, will you please? Why 
can't we just be one big happy family? Trish, come on. Oh, yeah, because he was like dating Trish Stratus, kayfabe. He went through every fucking diva cre- in kayfabe. He's like, I can't fuck these girls in real life. I'll do it in creative. Trish Stratus, Tori Wilson, he ran through them all. Even with the men, there was a phase where getting your ass shoved into, getting your face shoved into Vince McMahon's ass was like getting put over on television. He says, I love this dumb creation, but you know he is just crazy. Uh, oh, yeah, he's a nut job. I mean, pure Trump supporter, one of those grandpa level racists. Like, I don't think he can really, like, he is rich enough. To probably mobilize some kind of white nationalist army, but I think he's so detached from reality, it hasn't even crossed his fucking mind. Like, he probably doesn't even know why he thinks black people smell different than white people, but it's in me. Look at your mess. I can't get it. Come on! Family! That's probably what she said when he was fucking pitching her on fucking, well, we're a family, we have to deal with this together. Don't worry, that's the face of a lady who owns the WWE now. So she got the last laugh. Oh yeah, the arrow with Kane, he's saying in the chat. The Katie Vick story. Uh, he went wild in the 2000s. Yeah, uh, Triple H as Kane fucked a corpse. Wasn't a real corpse, but you know, conceptually. Trish, I brought you a towel. Trish, I brought you a wet towel. Trish. I mean, many, many an afternoon, a young Keith Pazel started becoming a man to those boobs. I was a Stacy Keebler man myself, a Miss Hancock guy, but I did enjoy a Trish Stratus. You know, she's like a huge in the yoga business now. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, I don't no, know. So sorry about that. I apologize on behalf of Stephanie. Well, a little excited about that, but I'm sorry. You know, I just want you to know. I, Your jacket's so big, Vince. And they were always playing a very Marilyn Monroe-ish type fucking deer in headlights girl. Even then, like they would around Vince McMahon, they're always so taken aback by Vince, the genetic jackhammer. And then they go like they're the WWE Women's Champion. She'll go fucking take these other bitches apart. Oh, Vince, do you want me to put her in a cobra clutch for you? job means the world to me and I mean I just I don't want to come between you or your family or, or anything and, and you know I just I just I learned so much from you and being around you and just I love being here you know oh you know you he's just like do you really love being here are you willing to make out with me on national television this was I think this is Smackdown this is fucking national television and at the time it was on UPN which was like big shit Buffy was on UPN the Parkers it was a big network <sighs> Anyway, I just, I just want to say that I appreciate everything that you, that you do for me. Just, I've learned so much from you. Thank you so much. Oh, you, you're, you're welcome, guy. That's, that's the realization that he can take advantage of women. Like, I know this is a creative storyline, but you can see these allegations start fucking boiling in that little head of his right here. Well, if I can do this creatively, look at this look. Thank you so much. Oh, you, you're, you're oh, oh, look at I can get away with more than I thought. I'm the chairman of the board now. Welcome, guy. You know, one thing I, I, I'd like to say is I, I think you have a Men have no ass. Look at that. You're welcome, guy. Look at that. You Just know, look at the canvas right there. You can put a fucking Mona Lisa on that ass. You can project fucking Stone Cold's entrance video on there. One thing I, I, I'd like to say is I... Like the Titantron. 
get your face shoved into that. It's like getting fucking put your your face put through a piece of paper. I think you have a, a very bright future. I think you have a. I think you're gonna be a seven time WWE Women's Champion. Braun panties matches. Very bright. Future. He probably was fucking half chubbed. This is borderline sexual assault happening here. You know I'll do anything for my career. Fucking Earl Hebner's asexual. He doesn't even know what the fuck is going on. When you two get done dancing, come out. What? 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 Love how she had her back turned and she's still covering her tits. That's when you know you're playing to the camera. That's a that's good business right there. Shove, show Earl your back, but then still cover your boobs because you know millions of people have intruded on us. You dare interrupt me like that again. How dare you? How dare you? How dare, I'll be right back. How dare you? I'm going to go fire him in kayfabe, but then in real life. See, she knows what she's doing. Trish is a little fucking a Jezebel. JR, this is the Jezebel era. When JR would call him Ezebar. So much essay. So much San Antonio going on here. I'll, do, I'll be right back. Taking all these girls to the Alamo. That's what Vince calls it. See, and his daughter has to watch that shit on television. Let's do something else. Let's do Vince Tory. I think he did. I think he, like I'm saying it like it really happened. I think he did. Tory Wilson looking for Vince McMahon. Oh, here we go. This is when I think th this era. Because this is when they started bringing Linda McMahon in, the wife. And when she started, you know, most of the wrestlers have to do storylines. Because they date and marry each other. And then they have to do storylines with other wrestlers, like love angles and shit. And this was the height of, like, Jerry Springer-type wrestling. Where they were really doing relationship angles and fraternizing in the workplace. So he runs through Trish. I think that was 2000. This is July 2001. He's moved on to Tori Wilson. Vince obviously has a type. Tori, I have to say you were nothing short of magnificent. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mr. And uh, I think one day you're going to be... He gets that voice. He's getting more and more like this as the years goes on. Uh, he says in the chat here, takes them to the Kiss My Ass Club. Absolutely. We're getting into the Kiss My Ass Club here. We're inching forward. We're going through Vince 2000s. A huge WWF superstar. Yeah. We went huge. He even made the fucking bulbs huge. And she's doing the Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. These are powerful women. These are women that went on to own businesses. Make sex tapes. Going to be. She was in Playboy a bajillion times. A huge WWF. I wonder if in between. The, can you come in here and get her nipples a little hard? We need it for the camera. WWF superstar. Yeah. Also, I love the fucking very problematic nature of this is because all of these storylines were based on not only Vince being a pervert to these young girls, but the idea that they were only cool with it because they knew it's how you ro rose in the company. Like it was always they would hug and they would give like sinister looks of like, oh, I know what I'm doing, honey. So it's like we're, we're talking double edged sort of problematic shit here. A nice location, the laundry room. I thought you might like this. <laughs> oh, Linda definitely had the biggest pop on WrestleMania 2000 because she fucking, uh, 
brought Mick Foley back. That was the first time in my life where on an episode of Raw, they did the WrestleMania main event on Raw. And for some reason, that made it think like, oh, maybe they're going to switch the title and then change. But like, it ended up just being Crash TV. And then that night, she brought back Mick Foley, a McMahon in every corner, one of the worst WrestleManias of all time here in Anaheim at the Arrowhead Pond. But the good part about that WrestleMania is they had WrestleMania all day long or 24 hours leading up to it. They just showed highlights for every WrestleMania. That's very clever on your part if I just remove a little article here. Little article here? What was that? His fucking hearing aid? Clever on your part if I just remove a... <laughs> That's very... Oh, he pulled off his wedding ring. See, this is him showing the world. This is, this is Vince McMahon's Tinder. Showing the world, you know, I'm not with Linda anymore. Nice location, the laundry. Because that was the rumor. The rumor is, is they got divorced fucking decades ago. Uh, and they've just been together for money purposes. She needs that fucking Senate fucking, that money to run and lose Senate races. I thought you might like this. <laughs> That's very clever on your part if I just... Oh yeah, this was the catatonic era. Absolutely. This is when fucking... Uh, I think she goes catatonic on this maybe, but yeah, there's an era where Linda McMahon goes catatonic and he like bangs girls in front of her and then she fucking gets up out of the chair. She's a fucking gold bricker. This girl walks, but yeah, she gets up and like kicks him in the dick. It's fucking real. Uh, the culmination, great television back then. This jacket looks pretty hot too. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, it's very warm in here. About these shirts. Oh, little tight. Yeah, you're aggressive. I like that, you know? Man, he got so daring. 2000s, he was a little apprehensive. He's just like, oh, you you want it for me? Now he fucking, he fucking, Trish wanted it. Then fucking, Tori's fucking B plus Trish, she'll definitely want me. I like aggressive women. You do? Yeah. I like aggressive WWF superstars. Oh, that's a very good quality, Tori. And you know, I have a feeling that you're gonna. I like to, and we're here in this janitor's closet. If you want to go into this dumpster here, Tori, and suck my dick, climb that ladder of success right on up. There washers and dryers back there. Is that so she can fucking, so she can take those clothes off and wash those feelings away? Look at that. That's great acting on a woman's part. Look at that smile. You know she that smile is not on the inside. Till you're right at the top of Mr. Mac Daddy. <laughs> Mr. Mac Daddy. Come on. Uh, hey, Mr. Daddy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. She's just unbuttoning his pants. Holy Christ, calm down. Look at that chest. Look at that roided out chest. Those fucking nips. It must be freezing in that fucking room. Oh, Tori. This is... This is all just so she can get into a battle royal. Nice. Oh, and... uh, No one's ever actually taken my shirt off before. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tori. You could very well. Oh, he's got a thong on. He's got the wrestler's thong on. This is the wrestler's apparel here. Look at that crowd pop. Listen to that crowd. I mean, clearly he was doing stuff behind the scenes. If this is what he's doing on television. 
Oh, this is hot shit, dude. This is like how the women's division was before the women actually wrestled. This is what their role was on television. It's fucking wild, dude. Close my eyes. You want me to play games, huh? Oh, I like games, Tori. I like games. I like Yahtzee and Scrabble, but I don't want to play too long because I get tired. I get tired, Tori. You know, I'm getting older. You like to go to bed at 8.30, Tori? Games with you, Tori, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll watch X-Files, Tori. Mulder's figuring shit out. Okay. Okay. Look at how thick fucking thorough that hairline is right there look how fucking long that swoop is i cut it a little more fucking tight right here maybe i should see i he's got such a see he put rogaine on his neck jesus christ i don't think your hair is supposed to be that thick back there that's when you know you've been slicking your hair back for 30 fucking years it just grows back Turn around. See, see, this is how Tori's getting the last laugh because she's in with Linda. Big surprise. Okay. So it ends up feminism, I guess. I'll turn around, Tori. And I've got a big surprise for you, for Mr. Mac. Oh, you know what it is. Mac Daddy. Oh. Fucking Mr. Mac Daddy. Oh, yeah. I got a big surprise for you, Tori. Tori. There she is. She sees the fucking alimony right here. She's like, I know this is a storyline, but I'm going to divorce you soon. Oh, yeah, that's a terrible look. The shirt matches the jacket too much. You can't have your inner shirt match the jacket. The seams don't match. Like right here. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not a continuation. Look at those pads, too. She's going up like a linebacker. She looks like fucking... Brian Erlacher on the sideline. We can make fun of her too because she fucking she's a Republican and I think she was in Trump's cabinet. They probably reconciled for that part. If you know if Vince can get his way booking into the White House, he'll fucking do that. Huge pops. Just a huge pop. Look at the scene. This is like an episode of Cheaters. Just like at least they fucking set it up in a hotel room. Like this is the ultimate fucking hanky panky. Even at work, even if you work at Dunkin' Donuts, you like go to your car in the parking lot. You wouldn't go off where they fucking store the fucking dough and do this type of shit. How did you find me? Were you watching this on live television or something like that? This is, this is not what it looks like. No, this is... I was booking her on a match. This is not... This is not what it looks like. And I don't think that you should be thinking that this is what this looks like. Not at all. I mean... What are you doing here? Now, I know what you guys are thinking, the things he does to women, but then we're going to go to the Vince McMahon kiss my ass club here. Because there was also a hot era. Let's see. 
Let's do JR. Let's see. The second man. All right. Kiss my ass club. First. The first member. It was a very fucking popular club to be a part of. Is this the first one? The second man. All right. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first fucking era. And this is like how Vince would punish people. So this is the era of William Regal, I think, really being on pills. So like these are the storylines I think they do. If you were really acting up in the fucking locker room, well, we'll just put you in the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. King here at ringside. November 19th, 2001. So we're seeing it just escalate. So in 2000 and 2001, he's like, I'm sexually assaulting women on TV. Let's see if I can do it to men. He's going to join Mr. McMahon's uh, Kiss My Ass Club. <laughs> well, we may find out right now. All right. Get your cameras ready. Oh, this is it. This is going to be a Kodak moment. <laughs> I can't wait. The era of Kodak moments. This is going to be an iPhone moment. Again, I'm still awaiting the arrival. The era that th it really was like 90s into 2000s was the era of like brands being the thing like Kodak moment, Kleenex. Kleenex is not what they are. They're tissues. Kleenex is the brand. Band-Aids. Everyone calls them Band-Aids. It's not. It's a bandage. Band-Aids the company. We're all capitalist sheep is what I'm trying to say. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, where is he? I don't know. However, to bide my time, perhaps now would be a time. In the chat, they say economic view Vince with the with the do rag. Oh my God, yeah, Vince in the do rag. Oh, he had this. Is we're gonna we're going through full it. We might have to focus the next couple of weeks on the attitude era of Vince McMahon. We're into the early 2001s. This is a great era. Find out just whom I have selected from the alliance to give employment. Find out just whom I have selected to join the. Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. See, so this, the, the originations of this bit wasn't even a vendetta. He's straight doing open calls. Like, he hasn't even threatened anyone. He just made an announcement. I'm starting this club where I shove people's faces into my ass. And next week, I'm going to announce who gets fucking inducted. And that was enough to get people hanging. I'm going to watch Raw next week. Oh, what a... The Rock and who was going to get shoved into Vince McMahon's anus was the draw of professional wrestling. So, with that in mind, please welcome. Uh oh. William Regal! William Regal! Wow, William Regal. Fuck her up and come on down! See, this is the kind of thing you gotta do to fucking work your way up the WWE locker room. You start at the bottom, at the back of Vince McMahon, and you work your way up to his face when, where he respects you, eye level. Alliance Commissioner! Look at that young William fucking Regal. That's a look of like, I know you can actually beat me up, but you're going to do this, William, Steve. Oh, God. <laughs> well, this would be, uh, I can't imagine Regal being the kind of man that would, but you know, I don't know Regal. Well, he's fixing to make the entire... I don't know Regal. I mean, I am the head of talent relations, but I don't know this guy. I know Steve Regal. This is, listen to Jerry the King Lawler. This is the era of when he would call Kane the Big Red Retard. 
Oh yeah, and the, they say in the chat, he says, "I thought this was so gay when I was a kid." Yeah, this was the era of when you could say things were gay. I more thought it was like gross, you know, but I could see that. In 1999 or 2001, you were allowed to think this was gay. Mr. Regal, chop chop, come on, chop chop. We don't have all night. Yeah, Mr. Regal, let's get this over with. Confronted uh, Vince and his wife Linda at Survivor Series and a somewhat air unceremoniously. I assume, Mr. Regal, that you've been uh, practicing puckering. Oh yeah. In the uh, locker room area. The King's like, hey, Vince, I'll join. Jerry the King's Lawler act. Jerry Jerry the King's Lawler. Lawler is acting like you're gonna get a check for fucking getting in this. Is this a paid gig? You are here to seek employment. You are here to kiss Mr. McMahon's ass, right? For no reason. Nothing. Not no. Nothing to build to anything. Well, it does. The Rock and Trish eventually close it down. As this is long-term storytelling, so he starts abusing Trish in 2000. And then by late 2001, early 2002, she closes the Kiss My Ass Club. And then they shoved his face into Rikishi's ass. Would you like me to make the ring or fix the lighting? I can carry your bags for you, fetch your coffee or something. What do you want? Fetch? No, 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 you don't understand. I meant it when I said, if you want to be employed by the World Wrestling Federation, you must kiss my ass literally here like that vince i know you told me this backstage but i didn't know you were going to bring it on to television i've done this already literally mean i've got to kiss your bottom in front of all these people yeah his bottom is bum i would love to see this man in a suit this british gentleman actually had to agree to this i just really want to hear that conversation says like where is yeah this is fucking pro wrestling dude this is the kind of shit that turned jim Cornette off that's exactly what i mean (laughs) do you want a job or not yes or no because if you don't want it there's a whole line of alliance guys back there willing to kiss my ass oh okay yeah so this was in the invasion this is when they did this when he bought ecw and wcw they did the invasion storyline where different companies wrestlers were vying for a job so yeah so he was doing it for other like wcw ecw wrestlers and william regal was one of those newcomers coming in so this is his fucking his initiation so what is it william regal? i'm paying you a hundred grand a year you're gonna kiss my butt cheek oh yes or no. Look at him like On a Chippendale guy. Fired off that jacket. Knees. You don't want to kiss the wrong side. Right over here. Right there. That's a good spot right there. This is going to be great. You do want to be. Man, people pop when he fires those pants off. Wait, wait, wait. It gets better than that. That's what I thought. I knew it. Oh, no. Oh, no. He is not going to do this. Yes, this is going to be great. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It matches his clothes. It's like he's he looks like a human cigar right there. Look at that face. I know, and he's the one who decides what women are going to think is attractive. Although he's the one who decided Roman Reigns was hot, so he does got a good judge sometimes. He's a very attractive man. You do want to be employed, don't you? It's a- 
We'll switch sides so we can get a full, full force Vince here. Good job, believe me. <laughs> you want it, don't you? Thank you. So, uh, are you ready? There it is. Look at that. <laughs> right. He loved those black underwears, dude. Not even boxer briefs. He's probably got a grenade tattooed on that thigh now or a boardroom. On TV, they could hide it, but the live audience probably saw a little bit of hole. Go ahead. <laughs> I left dingleberries in there, too. It's a nice looking ass. You know, he's reconsidering. He's like, I did agree to this. I am getting paid bare minimum. Vince. Now this, he's just staring. Not, not only is he staring down the barrel of Vince McMahon's anus. But he's just looking at the future pill problem, the alcoholism, the CTE, all the things wrestling gives you. He sees in Vince McMahon's ass right now. It's, it's broken. It's cracked. And watch. I can even make my ass do tricks. Watch this. <laughs> Don't cut the cheese. Riggle's not looking. Riggle's not looking. Kiss my ass. Oh, wait a minute. Huh? Yeah, I mean, dude, uh, I was I was into it. I'm not going to pretend that I was, like, uh, offended at the time. This was, like, this is what won the wrestling war, this type of shit. This killed, this fucking killed WCW. Wait a minute. <laughs> What's he doing now? I'm not about... Well, he's gone now. He retired. Don't let anybody kiss my ass who has chap lips. Oh, no, you're kidding. Put that on! <laughs> and now he's got to use Vince's own. Chapstick, too. Ever the brand endorser. Chapstick! <laughs> Can I borrow your toothbrush? Oh, I'm so glad to be back to see this. Vince was just like, how long can I have my bare ass out on television? <laughs> he applies it. it All right. Good? Here we go. Now, damn it! It's really just almost like he's kissing his back. Like, you can't see that that's his butt. Looks like his back is wearing a COVID mask. He's got a little COVID mask there. What if he passes gas? Oh, oh smooched it. I don't believe it. This is the greatest moment in the history of the WWE. That was kiss number one. Go swallow your gum and gargle that. Now you're starting to get on my nerves. So this is a bit more of an alpha kiss my ass because this is Ooh, fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's the good stuff. Same underwear too. Different. I think I don't think this is the same week, but he's definitely loving the brown this month. They're fall colors. But the best for Mr. McMahon. But if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this the right way. That's the way Stone Cold Steve Austin does things. There you go. Stone Cold Steve Austin shows mouthwash because there's a little alcohol and I'm going to get fucked up a little bit if I'm going to do this. If this is my fucking career now, after I broke my neck for you, I'm at least going to drink some mouthwash. Go gargle. Kills germ. Ugh. What do you think his bathroom looks like? You satisfied yet? I hope he don't make it cut the cheese. <laughs> Austin, I cannot believe this. <laughs> He's on his knees, King. 
The rattlesnake. Before you. Look at him in the brown eye. I'm in the eye. He, he, before I kiss your ass, because you make it do one of them tricks you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, do it. He's taunting Vince's butt. There it is. <laughs> now, damn it, let's get on with it. And if I understand how hard this is for me. Yeah, I don't think he kisses it. I think he spanks him. <laughs> do it. I think he he does some stone cold shit. I don't have all night, damn it. Kiss my ass and it's over between us. Now, damn it, do just like every one of these people would do. Pucker up and kiss my ass. Oh, I think uh, he's gonna lose not. his lunch. Oh, oh yeah, he probably right caught it. Right yeah, he probably caught a little bit too. What if he just got on his back and anally sodomized Vince McMahon on Monday Night Raw? You want a piece of the thunder? Now, if you think that detracted Vince McMahon, let's see when they closed the club. Let's see the closing of the Vince McMahon club. No, because that because they wanted Vince McMahon to get shoved into an obese man's ass. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, Vince! Oh yeah, that was the final straw. So Jr. joined the Kiss My Ass Club. Let's go watch Jr. join it. Yeah, Jr. had to join, and this is. This is when Vince McMahon was like, or JR was really fucking suffering from the palsy. She wore the belt, and I thought it was hilarious. That was, he got Vince Ryan's ass, got taken to the woodshed. That's what happened to him. That was hilarious. You are looking, you know, I, I will say, people are probably horrified to do this, but once his pants are down, there probably is a genuine curiosity of like, I'm here, I might as well look. I do got this on the old man. Like, to be quite honest with you, Vince doesn't seem like the kind of, like, these are probably, he's probably never seen his asshole before. So these people are seeing something that he's never even seen before. Vince doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's, like, been curious about his own anus. Well, it was, you were laughing, it was kind of funny. All you people laugh at me, Vince McMahon! It was funny, King. What a showman. Getting the, getting the pop out of it. I'll give you something to laugh at. I didn't. I wasn't laughing. That was funny, don't you think? I mean, well, it's not that funny. What Take, the hell do you want? Hey, hey. Wait a minute! Hold it! Hold it! Man. I love how the tone, the the you can boil the early two thousands down to sexual assault is always going to be on TV. Vince McMahon is the villain, and he's going to be accompanied by a wrestler who's on pills. And that's Kurt Angle right here. This is the height of Angle also wrestling with a broken neck. Wait a minute, what are they gonna do? Poor JR. JR gets aggressively poked in. See, it's quick. They don't want to go through the rigmarole. They've done this so many times before. You know the deal. Damn it! Kiss my ass! Damn it! Don't do it, John! Oh, wait a minute! Oh, look at that. Hell yeah, dude. This is when the Undertaker was the American badass. 
Yeah, man. I think anytime I show down with another man, I want Roland by Limp Biscuit playing as I walk towards him. That's when you know I'm about to fight. When I play Roland by Limp Biscuit on my phone, you know I'm coming with heat. See, so you know he respects JR over women because he didn't let JR barely join the club. The Undertaker saved him. So let's see him. Let's see the closing of the Kiss My Ass Club. Let's see this here. All right. I think it is the Rikishi one. Wait a minute. What is this? What is this? What? It's Austin. The what era? This is the fist through the screen SmackDown era. Paul, early Paul Heyman booking SmackDown. What? 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 He says what for 40 minutes. That's Angle on. They they didn't even injure Angle. He was just fucking withdrawing from fucking Perkinen. Oh no! Austin is. Oh. Foiled Mr. McMahon's plan, and look at the look on his face. Come out of this, all right? Oh no! What are you gonna do? <laughs> Oh, yeah, so The Rock feigns like it's going to be him doing it. But we would have all wanted to see Dwayne Johnson's butt. So it's not really, it's, this is the era, too, where, like, it can't be The Rock. It's got to be, it's got to be humiliating to the person doing it. And The Rock, that wouldn't be humiliating for him. We got to get the obese, dimply-assed wrestler to do it. Although, his move was sticking his ass in people's faces, the stink face. He would put him in the corner. So he's really just doing his finishing move to Vince here. So that's really, we should have all seen this coming. It was such a logical finish to such a great storyline. Well, there's really only one thing left to say. Uh-oh. Vince, get down on your knees. Oh. Hell yeah. You think they made him do this as he retired? They were like, one more time. He, the board, all of them. He had to kiss every board member's ass. You're lucky we're not putting you in jail. It's not freezing. Look at he says in the chat. Good show. It's not freezing. Fuck yeah. Reconsider. Don't do it. This... Michael, this... Oh, wait a minute. He's refusing. If, if he doesn't do it... Come on. He doesn't do it. Angle loses his shot at vengeance. Oh, wait a minute. Is he going to do it? Is he going to take it like a man? Come or on. Kiss it like a man? It's okay. You can do it. Come on. The Rock said get down on your knees. Oh, wait a minute now. Easy, Rock. Michael, this is humiliating. Yeah, but it's fun. 
And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. Wait, this man's a billionaire, Rock! Can he buy his way out of this some kind of way? The oh, Rock is going to turn around. Oh. This is when The Rock, this is how in control The Rock was. All The Rock had to do to get a pop on a promo is slowly describe what he was going to do. The Rock wakes up, puts his key in the ignition of his 2001 Toyota Tundra, drives to the building, waves waves goodbye to his candy-ass wife who will divorce me and take half my money and start the XFL jointly. We're best friends. And now it's time... For the people's ass. No, hey, don't also that. flat. I mean, this is before he was really fucking meated up. Before he was eating fucking pizzas and Sundays one day a week. No dude has an ass. You gotta be like one of those like Olympian level weightlifters to develop a, a butt as a man. Yeah, this is Scorpion King Rock. I mean, you see more skin when he's on them, when he's fucking actually wrestling. He's wearing less clothes than this. You're just seeing the fucking tan lines. Look at those lines. You can see the thong mark where they wear it in the fucking tanning booth. I mean, it's a good looking butt. It's not like you should be ashamed of it. Imagine though. So, but then The Rock is like, no. To kiss the people's ass. See, this isn't sexual assault. That really is the game of it. Vince McMahon is sexually assaulting people. The Rock is just giving them their a taste of their own medicine. What? Those are billion dollar lips. <laughs> oh, you look so happy. I got to admit, this is the era of when The Rock. I had no idea that The Rock was going to actually lead. That's how powerful I thought pro wrestling was. I was like, well, he'll obviously do both. He won't just be a movie star. Why are you so happy? Just because you're not going to kiss the rock's ass doesn't I remember being made fun of because when that when that uh, mummy movie came out, I remember telling people, like, he's good in it. Like, the rock is can actually act. And yeah, right, he's a pro wrestler. And then even, it took a while for him to, like, really catch on. And then when he started doing, like, Disney, like, the Tooth Fairy movies, people were like, you know what, he is great. I'm like, I told you. You should just believe me in 2001. When fucking he was fucking ending the kiss my ass club, the best acting of his career. I mean, you are not going to be kissing ass tonight. Oh, we can do a whole deep dive on The Rock and his sexual assaulting happening in promos too. I mean, he did it as early as 2015 with Lana and Rusev. What was he talking about? What? I mean, The Rock was all about serving poontang pie. What do you think that is? That's vagina. No, no, your lips aren't good enough for this. You trust the rock on this one. Vince, the ass you're gonna kiss is gonna be a slobber knocker. What? Wait a minute! Oh, so he kisses JR's ass. You guys know each other very well. The hot kind. Position. Take your cowboy hat off, Tex. Wait a minute, Rock's got a plan. 
Rock was good at playing with emotion, so they're going to bring Trish out, and he's going to pretend like it's all, like it's a how I get to kiss Trish's ass. Oh, now he's the biggest actor in the world. Absolutely, they say, uh, James says in the chat. He's bigger actor. He's not even allowed to wrestle anymore. He did a match and tore his tricep off the bone, and they were like, no way. Rock's got a plan. Vince McMahon, you're going to like this. You're going to love kissing this ass because the real ass you're going to kiss is going to give you nothing but stratisfaction. Oh, yeah! Hey, King, I'm wrong for Stratus. Bloody Mr. Mr. McMahon's no... Look at that. Not a bad guy. No. Yeah. No time, Vince. <laughs> what are you waiting for, Vince? Go kiss that ass. Yeah, French kiss it. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What in the blue hell do you think you're doing, you sick freak? <laughs> what? That's exactly what he is. What are you talking about? He's electric. No, no, no. We're about to bring out the real, the real ass. The Rock's just got another plan. It's not the ass you're gonna kiss. Trish, go take a seat over there by the announced position. Yeah, come on, let me have a smooch. Well, if it's not Rock, it's not oh, JR, baby. it's not Trish, who is it? As nice right as now. that ass is, that's not the one you're gonna kiss because now the time has come. Oh. The jokes are over, the games are over. You're not gonna kiss the Rock's ass. You're not gonna kiss Jim Ross's ass. You're not gonna kiss Trish's ass. There is one ass that the they probably had the rock come in and cut a promo like this to explain sexual harassment to him. You got power, Vince. You got to understand the uh, influence you have. We're all equal, but women come to work. You jabroni. And they feel threatened. The rock has chosen especially for you. What? Who is Ten minutes to get to this. Look at that! It's Rikishi. Rikishi's back. Not as big as I thought it was back in the day. When I was a kid, this was a bulbous ass. Look at the size of that ass! Oh my God! Reason with him. McMahon looks ill. I went to high school with a girl, or yeah, in high school. Her name was Lena. She was as big as Rikishi Fatu. Legit. He's going to lose his lunch, breakfast, and dinner. Oh, look at, wait a minute. Now we're going to shove an unconscious Vince. He just roofied Vince with a wrestling move, and we're about to put him in. Put him in the void, getting eaten by the Sarlacc. Oh, no. Look, at look how thin that goatee was. I mean, WWE went public. He was probably just counting dollar signs inside that ass. And the biggest ass in the WWE! Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> Thank God! Thank God! There is a Rock in this world! On behalf of the millions! But that was it. That was our journey through the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. What do you say we do a little bit of a Colin? Uh, so yeah, that was the journey through Vince. Um, yeah, I do want to play something though. 
for Colin. That was the we're, we'll probably do more Vince McMahon stuff. I want to do this Colin Coward talking about Con Air. So Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> showed up to training camp looking like Nicolas Cage from Con Air. I don't know if it was on purpose because I do know NFL players do like the the egotistical ones do like making a splash in training camp. They do show up in costumes. So he could have actually been trying to show up like Nicolas Cage. And but Colin got to talking about it. And Colin's such a corporate fucker that his takeaway from it was you need to use a more popular movie. Do I not get the full? Yeah, see all. I want to see all of my history here. Here we go. This offseason. City aren't, aren't very expensive for me. I want to hear it. Okay. Who was in it? Yeah, no, I, my, my, three. I, you haven't seen Remember. Oh, right, here we go. I'm exactly a hit. Those big free agents. Yeah, you had your miss. So Colin's whole thing was he should have just picked a more popular movie. He doesn't get it because Conair wasn't a hit. It didn't. He just he goes over. He can't get off the idea that it didn't. It only made thirty million past its budget because Joy's talking about how good of a movie Conair is, and he can't grasp it. Like Colin clearly compares talent with money. A, a stool from the bar stool. You're missing a leg, but um, it's fun. Uh, Joy with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. How much did Con Air make? It was just very... Uh, how, how, much? how much did it make? Okay, so it made 101. Oh, also, he shows his ass a little bit. He doesn't accept the worldwide total. I don't care what's going on in Dusseldorf, Germany. 24 globally. Is that, I mean, that's pretty good. No, no, I mean, uh, that's way more than I thought Con Air uh, made. A film that came out in 1997... So the does yeah, Colin the, know the '90s, the movies that made money? Conair was a masterpiece of the '90s. Like even the good one, Shawshank Redemption didn't really. I don't think it made that much money at the theaters. Shawshank Redemption made its money on television every day. Budget was seventy-five million, and you made a hundred million, so it wasn't exactly a hit. So you only base like the barometer for what a good movie is is how much it made. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying you got your reaction to it was you didn't watch Con Air. And I'm like, yeah, because it's just like it's just such a good watch. That part, it's always on TV. It is good. It's a good watch because it's a meaningless movie. You can make fun of all of the actors in it. I mean, Nicolas Cage himself. Buscemi looks like a fucking cartoon character. Dave Chappelle, all the things you can make fun of him now. It really is just one of those movies that can create conversations. It's a good, Joy's right. It's a great watch. Okay, did you watch Prince of Tides? No. Whoa! That's Aging himself right there. Like, he's trying to do that thing where, like, oh, I'm picking a popular movie from my time that you're gonna, that I'll make fun of you for not watching. Pick a different one. I mean, fucking Easy Rider? You could have said Easy Rider. My reaction. Look at her face when she said Prince of Tides. Tides. No. Whoa. No? She said that like you should quit your job. Ooh. That's my reaction. Nick Nolte. Prince of Tides. Did you watch? Hold on, hold on. Let me think of another one. The reaction for Con Air is way. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get why people like Con Air. He doesn't understand the American public. Why didn't everybody else turn towards Cap? It didn't make money. Top. Look, 
Did you, you watch? Hold on, hold on, one more. <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine. Yes, of course. What, what did Little Miss Sunshine make? Great, great movie. I thought it was. Yeah, but that's like. Little Miss Sunshine didn't make money. Little Miss Sunshine was a fucking indie movie. Little Miss Sunshine is. Yeah, but not like Con Air money. Yeah, I mean, it got nominated for Academy Awards. It was a big movie. It's not a... Fucking Alan Arkin does heroin. That's, that movie made me decide that I want to be a heroin addict if I turn 80. If I get to 85, 90, I'm going to start doing heroin. I'll be in a home at that point, probably. It's like an artist. Of course. I might do LSD tonight. No, I got to work tomorrow. Why do I keep fucking with the size? I want to unpause it. I'm having a stroke. Stick film, you know? But I think if you don't watch, I think it's a better film than Con Air. You've never seen Con Air. I know from friends, the rumors, Cameron how much did it make? Yeah, that's how he's going to get it. Avengers Endgame, Avatar, Hulk, Pepsi, Delta, Coke. You like Blade Runner. Blade Runner's got that big Coca-Cola sign in it. Great movie. It is a great movie. I, you haven't seen Remember the Titans. Okay, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, Colin hasn't seen Remember the Titans. He blazes right over that. He knows Joy's got her. He doesn't even fucking, that doesn't even phase Colin. I, you haven't seen Remember the Titans. Okay, Little Miss Sunshine made 101. The budget was 40 bucks. That's a hit. I mean, literally, they, they gave the actors peanut brittle and two days off, and they made a... So he, yeah, he likes fucking... Uh, million dollars. Con Air spent... He loves the Blair Witch Project then because that movie has the... It cost 90000 and it made $200 million. So the Blair Witch Project... Blair Witch Project! Most fires My Citizen Kane! On Nick Cage's... I want to read you the, 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 the cast of Con Air. Okay, Listen to his... Like, he thinks Joy like... Are oh, you going to read me the cast? He does, like, watch his face. He gets blown away by the star power of Con Air. Hear it. Who okay. was in it? John Cusack. He's fine. He's fine. He's a libtard on Twitter. I don't care anymore. Fine. John Malkovich. He's terrific. Steve Buscemi. Very, very strong. Obviously, it's Nick. He's just like, son of a bitch. You might have me. Nicholas Cage. Big star. Uh, Danny Trejo. Okay. Ving Rhames. Mmm. This is a great... This is a What's up? Yeah. We're Nickel... We're... Yeah, Nicholas, yeah, he accidentally kills somebody and gets fucking a bajillion years in prison. Great cast. Seems very... And he talks very Southern like this. My dearest Tabitha, I write to you in jail. I'm about to hijack a plane. Very expensive for me for a... What's that? No, he didn't mean to, but he does get off at the end. Small par profit margin. Dave That's Chappelle? D who, Dave Chappelle? Yeah. Dave Chappelle? The transphobe was in that movie? He was in that movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, early Dave Chappelle. He knows he lost this argument. Okay, but, but again. Okay, but again, the money. We're talking about money here. $75 million to make. I don't... It's a, it is a... She's had enough with it, and she, Joy's usually on board with his capitalism, you know, you know, but she won't let it enter her entertainment. It's a great watch. Like, it's... It is. I'm not going to pitch you on Con Air. Little it Miss Sunshine. Is. Con Air just is. Okay. If I ran the movie studio and you gave me a choice between Con Air and Little Miss Sunshine. That's not fair. They're totally different genres. Like, it's not, they're not comparable films. They're both great. Tell you something. I run a studio. I want profit margin. You care about artistic Boy, we know what uh, he's... freedom. I care about profit margin. Harvey Weinstein did what he did, but his movies made money. Let's take that into consideration. Con Air made how much more money? 
Well, uh, it made two hundred and twenty-four million dollars globally. I don't care what people in Dusseldorf are doing. All I care about is I don't care about the world. Dominicans are stupid. Watching money if it comes which he did say, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. I want to just end this conversation. The fact that you guys are out I want to end this conversation. We'll end this half. What do you say? Let's do a little bit of commercials from July 95. From 1995. Good first half so far, though. Jukey. Man, I'm really fucking just... Let's see. Are these commercials? All right. So July 22nd, 1995, ABC 10 Miami. We'll be back on the other side of a little break here. Keith Pazel's podcast. The world's best cyclists roll into Paris for the dramatic conclusion of their greatest race, the Tour de France. It's all tomorrow on ABC Sports. This is Willow Bay. Sunday, controlling crime with curfews. Does it work? Plus, a performance by saxophonist Clarence Clemens on Good Morning America Sunday here on ABC. Now, stay tuned for the adventures of Huck Finn on the Disney Family Film. Next. Watched by more people than any other network. ABC. To perfect the all-new 1995 Monte Carlo, we spent countless hours adjusting the audio controls. You see, Monte Carlo was designed from the inside out to be your own personal space, so every interior detail had to be in harmony. Paying attention to something as small as the texture of a control is what makes Monte Carlo seem more like, say, a $40,000 car than one that costs half that much which also makes the new Monte Carlo a genuine Chevrolet. Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Or At Burger King, everyone's singing the praises of Disney's Pocahontas, filled with action, music, and romance. And they're really into the Pocahontas glasses at Burger King. Just 99 cents each with any value meal. Each one with a memorable scene from the movie. You've got to get all four. You might even want to use them to drink from. 99 cent Pocahontas glasses only at Burger King. Get your burgers worth. Robin Williams flick is filming in South Florida. We've got a sneak peek tonight. Tonight, you're enjoying an American classic, The Adventures of Huck Finn. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner, head of the Walt Disney Company. The story of a young boy and his adventures along the Mississippi River was born in the imagination of a true literary genius, Mark Twain. Twain, who was born Samuel Langhorne Clemens, 
1835, used the pen name of Mark Twain. Although his most famous books were written well over 100 years ago, Mark Twain's special Twain, who would have loved the Disney Corporation, has stood the test of time and continues to entertain us to this very day. I'm going to keep this. It could be very valuable someday. Enjoy tonight's feature. For $30,000, you could get a Mercedes C220 and finish the quarter mile in the time of 17 seconds. For $43,000, you could get a Lexus GS300 and finish with a slightly better time. Or for $15,000, you could get a Nissan Altima, save a great deal of money, and have the best time of all. Now lease the Altima GXE for zero down and $249 a month for 36 months. Today, bad breath is polluting our air. Now's the time for big minty certs. The only mint with Retsin to freshen breath. Freshen your breath. Save the air. Have a certs. Presenting silk effects from Chic with silky fine wires wrapped around twin blades for a shave that's safe and legs that are totally dangerous. Silk effects shave safely. Everyone knows that the best way to make chocolate milk is to add Hershey's syrup. But here's something you may not know. Hershey's syrup is virtually fat-free. And believe it or not, it's always been that way. No. The dawn of power. Powerline 10 amps of true power. Powerline Plus 12 amps maximum power with hard box and tools on board at prices that will blow you away. Powerline, Powerline Plus. From Eureka, the next generation. It's summer. The kids are home to eat. The kids are eating your home. They're living in the refrigerator. Still, they scream, isn't there anything to eat in this house? You need a break. Our tip, take them to McDonald's because now a Big Mac is only 99 cents. Then you can double up the beef for only 79 cents more. Get more all-beef patties. Four all-beef patties. Then wait. A satisfied smile spreads across their faces. They're full. Seize the moment. You're free for 20 minutes. Maybe more. Have you had your break today? Sunday, it's your favorite hour of laughs. Remember to hold on to your seat because you're coming face to face with two hilarious episodes of America's Funniest Home Videos. Then, Lois and Clark can't hold back, but some guys will do anything to keep the romance alive. It's Lex Luthor on Lois and Clark after Funniest Videos, Sunday on ABC. Disney Family Films will continue in a moment here on ABC. He's got a face even a mother could laugh at. Hello, Ripley's. You're not going to believe it. And a body to match. Daddy needs to lose weight and get a new career. It's Drew Carey, man on the move. You think you can fire up the bullet train here? He's a working man. I got things to do today. He's a ladies' man. Let's see here. Reader for the blind? I'm also single, if that helps. Not me. He's a man's man. We're talking about the women Brad Pitt gets. Man, what I could do with those women. You can drive right to Brad Pitt's house. The Drew Carey Show, coming this fall on ABC. God bless America. DeVille has the airbag system, helping protect all three front seat passengers. More people choose the Cadillac DeVille than any other luxury car in America. Count on Cadillac this summer. Current Cadillac owners can lease a new DeVille at its lowest lease rate of the year. Just $3.99 a month for 24 months and $19.75 down. Cadillac, creating a higher standard. The Cadillac dealers of Florida, the luxury leaders. 
Folks tell us they can't get enough of our great taste. So now at KFC, we're marinating original recipe chicken through and through for that same great taste in every bite. So get your hands on it right now. Everybody needs a Now, for a limited time, get four pieces of delicious original recipe chicken absolutely free with the purchase of an eight-piece meal. Get more for your money and more for your table with four pieces free only at KFC. Truckin' Magazine's Truck of the Year. The Consumer's Digest Best Buy. Popular Mechanics Design and Engineering Award. Kiplinger's Best New Utility Vehicle. And the 1995 North American Truck of the Year. Yep, the new Chevy Blazer really cleaned up at the awards this year. Susan Smith's fate is now in a jury's hands. The latest at 11. We now return to tonight's Disney Family Film. Try the Olive Garden's new Mediterranean garlic shrimp. $8.95 for a short time. Enjoy tender shrimp sautéed with roasted garlic and herbs on a bed of linguine. With free salad or soup and breadsticks. Part of the Italian summer menu only at the Olive Garden. When is the best time to own a Disney masterpiece? When you still believe that elephants can fly? That Cheshire cats can grin? That dreams come true? When is the best time to buy a Disney masterpiece? Right now. Because now you can get the greatest savings ever on the greatest movies in the Disney Masterpiece Collection. Get $10 back when you buy one video and three boxes of General Mills cereals. The best time to give your children their best memories is right now. Recently, there have been numerous studies on how foods rich in vitamin C, like orange juice, can lower the risk of some types of cancer. Of course, not everyone has read them. 100% pure Florida orange juice. To your health. This is the skin I've always wanted. Forget bath bars. Don't even bother with body lotion. Now Ollie uses this. It's this new two-in-one moisturizing body wash from Oil of Olay. You get a lotiony cleanser with a soft Olay puff. A little dab on the puff, and suddenly there's this wonderful moisturizing lather. Much better than beauty bars. And the special Olay moisturizers are actually absorbed by my skin. New Oil of Olay two-in-one moisturizing body wash. Moisturized skin no bath bar can touch. Body lotion? I don't even think about it. Think your teeth are flat? Well, looks can be deceiving. Your three-dimensional teeth need three-dimensional cleaning. Presenting Colgate Total with three sets of bristles. The first short to clean the surface. The second long to clean in between. The third angles to clean along the gum line. So for a 3D clean, you need Colgate Total. Unless, of course, you have flat teeth. For the ultimate clean, get a 3D clean with Colgate Total. Ralph's just like his dad. You can't keep him away from a fire. He's convinced he's got a job. Alright, guys, we're coming back. Turn this down here. We'll make it official. Hello, Larry. So, we're, what's that? Yeah. <clears throat> Got some 1995 commercials here. But right now, before we get 
into TV history officially. Um, I am first. I'm going to try and do what I my original plan was was to stream Spectrum through this web browser, but it's really given me the business, and I'm not happy about it. There's internet. It should work. This is an ISP issue. That was funny too when we called because we ended up calling Spectrum about my computer not getting the internet. And they were like, we can see that the ISP is blocked, but we can't do it. And I was talking to the DNS. Yeah. And I was talking mad shit. I was like, this bitch knows what's going on. She knows she cut me off for fucking downloading Jurassic World. Um, <clears throat> so it is not going to work. So I'm going to have to pop back and forth because I did want to put some TV on while we talk about this. I just don't want to bore you guys. So I guess we'll put TV on and I'll just tell you what people moved up in the standings and stuff like that. We'll find some league TV to put on. I think they're showing NCIS. American actors, uh, they kind of treat it oh, they're always showing NCIS. <laughs> oh man, look how old Brian Cox is. Look how grandiose the set of fucking The Daily Show has become. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to remove these teeth. I'm gonna play this It looks like they're on a fucking. They're in a warehouse. Jesus Christ. He, Brian Cox is at the age where this room's gonna upset his vertigo. Holy Christ. I feel like all of that is, is, is the culmination of, of, of who you are What's as a human up? being. You know, it's, 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 it's a, a, a young yeah, boy. Yeah, probably. A so everyone is six feet apart at all times. Got into an industry that That's how much really we believe in COVID. Yeah. And you become, you know, such a, such a reputable figure in it. Oh, and we're going to do TV that, history too. You've now use that platform to talk about the issues that are still close to you. For instance, you, you, you've got this documentary that, you, yeah. that you've been making yeah. about income money. inequality. Um, money. Yeah, money. And money, you know, surf you know, around religion, a little bit here. All religions are kind of like. I'm an author. I wear po polyester shirts. Uh, See, this is how Succession's got into his head. He plays a rich dick now, so he feels like he can topple capitalism. And those who don't really Fucking don't. Shawshank. Look at that. I just talk shit that Shawshank is on every day. Right now, Shawshank. 11 to 2.30. This is like. This is a movie you put on when you're trying to study for a test. This is a let's snort Adderall. And fucking buckle down for this final type of fucking movie. Um, so yeah, we'll talk fucking... We'll talk TV hist. For, put Shawshank on. You know, I've never seen this movie all the way through. Have you seen Shawshank all the way through, James? I'll wait for you. I'll await your answer. No. Just want to pull that away from the screen there. There we go. So we're into week 43 and uh, we're going to start from the broadcast television um, on Monday. There were some other special events. So we did have the ESPYs in the all-star game. So maybe we'll put on some ESPYs stuff um, or do we want to watch an all-star game? Uh, are we feeling that? Do we, do we want to do that? Do you like Trevor Noah? Were you upset that I was making fun of him in the chat? <laughs> For people listening, if you think I'm just talking to anyone, I'm either talking to Larry off camera or the chat. This is why you got to watch live. There's a Twitch chat going on uh, that I do think I'm going to have pop up on screen so people could see along with me. Um, 
what was I gonna do? Yeah, I know. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm just waiting for his because I asked him if I if we want to watch some an all star game or maybe the ESPYS. Um, what's that? Yeah, award shows do suck. They're not good. And like the ESPYS is just so you know you can get some dead person's daughter on to cry while they hold a statue. Um. Yeah, the story of Shawshank is very tiny. Let's watch an all-star game. I knew you were going to go that way. Let's do 1999. Let's do the one uh, where they wheeled out fucking Ted Williams. Yeah, 99. is. It was a great home run derby. I believe the 1999 all-star game is where Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Griffey hit like 57,000 home runs during the home run derby because it was in Fenway Park. Fenway Park is the size of my fucking backyard. My backyard. Like I have a fucking I'm speaking as when I used to have a backyard. All right. Still easing into the second half here. Enlarge the screen. We're a buck ten into this game. Let's start from the beginning while we go over these standings. Presented by Roman. Is that the same fucking, uh, same dick pill Roman that sponsors podcasts? Why can't I fucking get it? What's up with the sound? Okay, here we go. They just delayed us. Candid pitchers. Greatest collection of baseball. Look at that. They were all separate. This is still a time where the blacks were separate. They were probably the white people were probably asking too many awkward questions. Did you get sprayed with fire hoses? Talent ever gathered on coming through the outfield. Players that still remember when blacks weren't allowed to play. Ballpark field. Ladies and gentlemen, you're Does all. So while these old racists walk out, uh, we're getting into week 43 of the TV League, Formula TV League. Here are the people that scored points. Uh, again, the formula is scripted shows. The only reality shows that are a part of the league are ones that weave a narrative through it, whether artificial or real. Your survivors, your bachelors, um, any show where someone is dropped into the wild and left to survive. That's League TV, baby. Uh, but no competition shows, no award shows. Nothing like that. Uh, so with that said, here we go. Week 43, Monday, July 18th. The Neighborhood, a rerun of The Neighborhood, scored 1,000 points, 3.2 million people. Number two, NCIS, plus 950 points. And then a rerun of Bob Hart's Abishola gets 900 points. No thous handed out for an increase in ratings, um, which is unfortunate. I'm disappointed in you shows. Even the reruns, give people a reason. Your finale should be so good that they're like, fuck, I want to watch that rerun. It builds to this. It builds to Mark Harmon playing the guitar. Um, Tuesday, July 19th, FBI goes 1, 2, 3, 1,959,900. FBI, FBI International, and Most Wanted collectively. Uh, the Rookie taking a stark st hard number four, not even cracking that top three, but Tom Swift did get an extra 1,000 for uh for increasing its viewership so let's see how high it could climb in its first and only year in the tv league because tom swift did get canceled 
Uh, so we'll see if it plays a part in any sort of rerunning. But usually CW doesn't play reruns uh, after they cancel their shows. We got a Ted Williams interview here. Boy, they're both great hitters. Ted Williams would not appreciate a person of color flipping their bat nowadays. He's one of those guys that was great, but I was like, I do not want to know his opinions about baseball. Here, let's see what Ted, what old Ted has to say. Is Joe DiMaggio and Willie Mays. Boy, they're both great hitters. Joe was one of the good ones. Willie, you know, I wouldn't trust with my wife's purse, but he was a great hitter. DiMaggio was the best of the two, hitting the ball. Mays might have... Ooh, really taking that breath in. You really hear him. That's just him sucking the last bit of life he has out of the world. Hitting the ball. Ooh, fought for that one. This is a, real, a sentence he's really working hard for. Mays might have swung a little harder and missed a little more. You know, he swung a little harder. He had a little bit more, you know, aggression in him. It was in his nature. A few more home runs, but... So we got Ted talking about just how fucking tough people used to be. We're going on to Wednesday, July 20th. Big Brother gets the thousand. Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, 950 and 900 respectively. Wellington Paranoia getting the extra thousand for the increased viewership. Wellington Paranoia is a uh, Nick Frost show. He's the big fat guy from fucking Shaun of the Dead. Pretty much a British show where they make fun of ghost hunting. Good stuff. Uh, Thursday, July 21st, Law and Order and CSI Vegas are... One and two out of five shows. That's how it goes, too. However, sh however many shows air, only half of the grid gets points. Then we're on to Friday, July 22nd. Only two shows were on, and it was two episodes, two reruns of Blue Bloods. I think Friday was when the ESPYs and all that shit were on. So they really only ran Blue Bloods. So Blue Bloods caught uh, 1,950 points. Um, and then we have the streaming Nielsen's the umbrella Academy took number one. So it got the thousand points stranger things at nine fifty. That's how powerful that fucking song is, man. People are still watching stranger things just to like, I don't know what it is. <clears throat> I guess it's one of those. Like, do you think that has a rewatch factor? Stranger things, Oh yeah. <clears throat> the culture, people just like having the references on in the background. Ooh, Costner. Our all-century pitchers are a four Oh, man. Look at that guy. That's That guy voted for Trump. 100%. The all-time strikeout king among left-handed pitchers. Steve. Ooh, what a all-time strikeout king amongst left-handed pitchers who also laced up their boots weird. This was a blockbuster pregame show. <clears throat> oh, look at Clemens. Look how pissed off he is. He's back in Boston. They let him down. You traded me to Toronto, you motherfuckers. Out 20 batters in a game on two separate occasions. Roger Clemens. Man, look at those frosted tips. Clemens with the frosted fucking tips. I'm not going to lie. I frosted my tips too. This was the era of Sunnin. Ooh, look at that wife. Look at that couple right there. She is just... Look at that hair. Look at the defined... It looks like she's wearing a wig. The prop people are going to come collect that. One of the game's most dominant closers. He won both the... Act, dude. 
former alcoholic. This is back when relief pitching was a fucking real man sport. Young and MVP awards in 1990. Dennis Eckersley. Fucking Eck. Um, let's get back into these fucking. Uh, so Stranger Things caught the 950. Obi Wan got a 1,000 uh, viewership increase and also 900 points. Um, this out of 16 shows, so the eight of the 16 actually scored uh points and then we had three shows get an extra thousand for an increased viewership uh obi-wan kenobi gets the 1900 criminal minds at number four gets 1800 uh ncis number five only got 600 because it didn't get the viewership increase the boys gets 400 coco melon gets 200 plus 1000 uh and peaky blinders closing out the point scores with 200 uh and then gray's anatomy big bang theory and heartland all get a thousand for um increasing their viewership um and then we're going into the popularity stranger things gets another 2000 for popularity uh westworld gets 2000 for popularity bluey gets a thousand for being popular um terminalist chris pratt chris pratt is really a conundrum because this is a guy that nobody likes he's a horrible person uh he's ashamed that his son is retarded um, but yet everyone watches this thing. Now, I don't know if it's just, that's how good he is. I mean, we sat here and watched all three Jurassic world movies and were charmed off. Our pants were charmed off total PJs by the end of it. At least I was, I was cheering for him to impregnate Bryce Dallas Howard, but then they got the clone at the end. So he didn't have to worry about that. Um, so I hate him. He's a piece of shit, but man, do people watch his stuff and they talk about it because this is popularity. Now, this is based off of, like, internet, so it could be people hate him so much that when something of his is popular, they're all upset about it. Uh, either way, the terminal list was number one, gets an extra two Gs. Um, so in the next month or two, that should be appearing on the streaming Nielsen's. Um, Carlton Fisk, look how happy he is. fucking noma um let's see the other big point scores paramount plus criminal minds gets plus 2000 uh, paramount plus is increasing its viewership they're doing very well i think this little amazon partnership that they do so if you're an amazon prime person you get paramount plus for per, for free so all of these shows out of 11 shows that ranked um that are qualifiable nine scored points NCIS 1900, SpongeBob gets 1900, Evil gets 800, Big Brother gets 1600, Blue Bloods 1400. These are all popularity points, so this is all based on people talking about them online. Um, Frasier, Survivor, and Hawaii 5 0 get the extra thousand. Only Murders in the Building gets 2000 points. So, and we'll show you where all these shows are uh, here when I get through the points. Um, Yellowstone gets fucking here 2000. 2950 for fucking Yellowstone. So let's fucking close this down a little bit. Put it off to the side. And we will go to the standings. Come on. This fucking internet, guys. It's going to be the death of me. 
Yeah, I'll wait. We got all the time in the world. We're just streaming live, Google. Asking me to wait. This fucking computer. We'll open up the sound here. Man, Kansas City Royals were total fucking garbage. I mean, they're garbage now, but at least they won a World Series and went to two in a row. But man, were they just fucking dog shit. I'm going to fucking reopen this. I've had it. I don't have time to wait. What if that was I did a four-hour stream because I was hell-bent on waiting for that page to load up? I do kind of need it to fucking appear, though. All right, let's do this. Notion. Bang. Here we go. Yeah, let's go to the standings. We'll make that a full pager. Son of a bitch. This Guess we're going to have to maximize it. So here is your top uh, shows. NCIS number one, 67,000 points. But Yellowstone is still right on its heels. I mean, we're getting close to the end. But there still is a chance for Yellowstone. To nip up to NCIS, 62,000 points for Yellowstone. Grey's Anatomy in third place, but it's really not uh, coming any closer. 45,000 points. Criminal Minds at 39,000. Coco Melon representing the kids up in sixth place here. Or is this fifth? The numbers are all fucked up. Uh, Better Call Saul crawling up the fucking the ranks here. Ozark Blue Bloods. Survivor Simpson, Stranger Things. We'll see how much. Like, I don't think Stranger Things is a threat for the top five, uh, but the popularity is still keeping it up. It's going to start dripping in the actual like minutes watched, but people are still talking about it. It's because of the hashtags. I honestly feel like it. I feel like more people are talking about this Kate Bush song, and they just kind of hashtag Stranger Things. Um, but we'll roll through here. <laughs> Um, just to see where everything is. All these shows right here. Reacher's kind of climbing up because it uh, a new season popped in, so it had kind of the the rare feat of having a season the, like season one aired earlier in this TV season. Obi Wan Kenobi climbing up went from eighty nine to sixty one here, eleven thousand points. Big Brother really climbing up. Hitting thousands on a consistent basis goes from 163 to the 60s, so it climbed 100 spots. Summer, I turned pretty, and the boys coming from the hundreds into the double digits, so shows are climbing up here. Only Murders in the Building went from 134 to the double digits. Game of Thrones is still lingering because that fucking House of the Dragon show trailer aired, so people are getting back on the Game of Thrones wagon. So things are moving along. This fucking freebie Hulu or uh, Amazon started a free streaming service called freebie and they got weird shit ranking up Perry Mason and bewitched. You could tell people it's free and probably easy to access, easy to access. So people fucking probably told their grandparents, watch the freebie. Stop calling me on how to click on shows. <clears throat> South Park working its way up based on popularity. Um, let's see what else. Invincible going from 253 up into the high 100s here. 
couple of debuts. Flowers in the Attic Origins gets 1,800 points on the debut. Good Trouble. A Hulu show gets 1,400 points on their debut. Uh, let's see. Hawaii Five-0, Frasier, Harley Quinn. All of these are based on strictly popularity. And then all the way here at the bottom, Rap Shit and God's Favorite Idiot in the basement at 200. And then as you see here, I'm going to count. Uh, I'm going to count up all the points based on broadcaster. And we're going to do a producer's championship, too. So that'll be ready next week. Uh, but that's the TV league. Let's get back here into this all-star game. We're not even through the fucking lineup yet. Jesus Christ. Reggie Jackson. The many looks of Reggie Jackson. Because you even... This is 1999. I think five or six years after this, he does bench warmers with Rob Schneider. And he does not look like this. He eventually... Like, he had a weird glasses face. Because when he played, he had, like, the nerd, like... Kurt Rambis fucking horn rim glasses. Then he goes to these more stepdaddy fucking wiry frame jobs. And then later on in the 2000s, he went back to the dork specs because I think he was known for being like a fiery nerd. And clutch <clears throat> players, Reggie Jackson. Fucking Mark McGuire, hoping they don't search his locker. Look at that. 30 minutes it takes to go through all these lineups. Holy shit. Look at Hank Aaron. The king, dude. Batting fourth. Playing right field. From the Cleveland Indians. But we're, we're going we're gonna to close the show out on here. Actually, we won't close the show. Batting fifth. We did kind of pivot a little bit. Uh, well, this will be TV history for this week, but next week we're going to continue on into 1995. My plan for next week is to organize TV League because the theme of 19 of the 90s for me of watching television is the O.J. Simpson trial interrupting everything I watched. So as we continue on into 1995, um, I'm going to schedule. I'm going to put shows that we're going to watch. But then I'm going to play the O.J. Simpson trial for that day because they got every day of that trial on YouTube. So I think I'm going to play that day's O.J. Simpson trial. And then as we watch stuff, I'll interrupt it with the O.J. trial. Palmero fucking lied to Congress about doing steroids and was really adamant about it. I've never seen someone perjure themselves with such confidence than Rafael Palmero. Let's go to the stretch here, though. The seventh inning stretch is when fucking uh, is when uh, they all cheese their dicks over fucking uh oh uh or did that happen already when they mob when they fucking all shake Ted Williams's hand when did the Ted when does Ted Williams happen Ken Bottenfield and Bottenfield is likely finished for the rest of the evening. As you watch Guerrero leading four to one here in the seventh inning. Our Pepsi. All so many of their regulars from last year's National League pennant winning team. That's when did that again. happen? Here they are 43 and 43 at the break. 
And Bruce Bochy once again doing a terrific job of that ball club. He's done a terrific job as manager. Here's what we want to do here. Ladies and gentlemen, he wore the Red Sox uniform for 22 years. Look at this. This is like, I get honoring a legend, but this is one of the first instances of like, this guy just don't got it anymore. Like you're really hurt, hurting him physically when you got a carta man onto a field. Of the United States Marines for four and a half more. He only left field at this very like even the way he's sitting, he looks so much in pain. He's got that old man like. He fought in World War II and no doubt called Japanese people things that will never be able to repeat on television or in public for that matter. Ted Williams, look at Derek Jeter, thinking about what kind of gift basket he's going to send to his hookup in Boston. You think he did the randoms a gift basket or do you think he only gave the celebs a gift basket? Because he is known for gifting his conquests, a nice little basket with lotions, a Easter type of basket. But, you know, giving you a little fucking little good people like that's the thing. Derek Jeter was a piece of shit and people talk. They they kind of the gift basket thing was seen as like a humorous thing of like, oh, at least they get. But now they're kind of twisting it as like a sinister thing. But, you know, even even if he was a piece of shit, at least that's kind of a nice gesture. Nomar about to become a cub in a few years. You think even the people cheering were like, man, they're going to wheel his ass all the way around this stadium, aren't they? Look at him. Mike Piazza doesn't know how long he look at all these players just like, how long do we have to clap? Do we have to clap the whole time he's driving around the field? Teddy fucking ball game. Man, look at that mullet on Randy Johnson. Look at that. You know he's a sports fucking photographer now? Hell yeah, they froze his body, his head. I think his severed head. Just in case they ever find a cure to whatever. What if they use Ted Williams' DNA to actual, that'll be the eugenics. It's the missing piece. I saw the fucking thing close. Getting it back. Final 30 with the lens. So yeah, they froze his genetics. That's the fucking, I don't know if it's some fucking crazy great replacement shit, but yeah, they had his fucking cranium frozen like Joe Rogan does his fucking triceps. Ted's probably forgotten, remembered where he is at least eight different times during this journey. We're not on this golf course. Looks like a baseball diamond. And then look, all the players surround him. Like they're just like absorbing his aura. Like they're, they're, they're doing the, like a death eater thing. They're going to go up to him and 
suck a little bit of essence out of Ted Williams, and that's how they send him off into the night. And then they all eat a limb, like a pack of hyenas. They eat his intestines and harvest Ted Williams that night on the baseball diamond. I'll only let Griffey and Sosa touch me. All the other blacks to my back. Ted Williams. Ted Williams is emotional because people are just standing around him being confused. Like they probably got around him and they're like, okay, now what do we do? Look at Mark McGuire bending over asking him, how did you get away with cheating in baseball? They're really riding on my ass this year. Realistically, they're probably talking about Christ. All right, everyone get off the field. It is Ted's bedtime. So there it is, the 1999 Major League Baseball All-Star Game. We'll go back to ease out of the episode here. Go back to the cable box. Uh, hope it was fun. I hope it was good. I am getting a little... I think I'm getting a little better at doing the fucking TV League standings. Um, Showing you, you know, how these shows are doing. I'll get some screen grabs of it, too. We'll tweet it out tomorrow. We'll get people involved. Look, I got Trump's head covered. It looks like I'm on Donald Trump's body right now. That's how it should be. Let's see what we're going to ease out on here. Ooh, yeah, let's ease out on Jimmy Kimmel. Let's see what he's doing, okay? Oh, my God, you're the greatest ever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know you're, you're a great uh, actor, but you're also a great writer and director. And Thank you. You've been busy, busy, busy. I gotta come here more often. This is really <laughs> Yeah, I, I gotta come here and get fed with bullshit more often. You're a great writer. You're a great actor. You're great at everything you do. You took a shit earlier. It was so great. You're the greatest shitter ever. Oh, my God. Look at the way you cross your legs. You're such a great sitter. Um, but, yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm off a couple days this week. I might stream again uh, later on in the week. I think Crocious is gonna be back too, but let's ease up. Uh, do it like this. I gotta redo the outro music, so I gotta start the intro. Go back to that. So yeah, thanks guys for watching. Uh, I'll probably be back before next week, but who knows. I get caught up. I get caught up doing stuff. I got ADD. Give me a goddamn break. Uh, follow the Twitch, twitch.tv slash this is Keith Pazel. Also, youtube.com. Just search this is Keith Pazel. The episodes will go up eventually. They get hung up in copyright. Um, but we love you. Thank you for watching the show. Goodbye. Goodbye.